Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. And I am Brittany Shelton, the social media manager. So, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're in the new studio. <laughs> Feels good, don't it? There we go. That's some excitement. Hi, everyone. Uh, sorry we're starting late. Uh, we did not anticipate how much work we had to do. Um, also, our human relations specialist, Ben, is in the chat. Uh, ben, say hi. Oh, you already did. Say hi to everyone. Uh, uh, Taylor Burton, thank you. The studio is so sick. Uh, and Nick Beck, thank you for that very informative piece of information. I don't know what we would have done without that. Uh, Dang. I just oh, not read that. God. It has been a week for nerd stuff this week. We got Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, I binged it. You guys caught up on it? Nope, not yet. Nope. Okay, the cool. They've uh, been living under a rock. We got Episode 3 <laughs> of Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you've been near the internet at all, I'm sure you know that it features the rematch of Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan. And it is... Spoilers! Uh, yeah, spoilers. It's good. Um, so your Yoda impression. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> it it sounds like Scooby Doo. <laughs> Remember Maggie? Yeah, Obi. Go kill Vader. <laughs> what, what did I say? I said. Uh, <laughs> solo show of Yoda. Get we are. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I think that was a good Yoda. Bye. Yeah, F in the chat for my Yoda impression. Much to um, learn you have, young Padawan. So um, there may be spoilers today uh, for Obi-Wan Episode 3. If you've not seen it, I apologize. We'll probably stay away from them today because Blake and Brittany have not, have not had time to see it. Um, we can catch up on two episodes next week. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about two episodes next week. You can spoil a couple things. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can at least yeah. talk about the first two episodes. That's true. We, uh, we have not gotten uh, into the first two episodes. But before we do that, Blake, do you have some news for us? I do. Let's start off with Rumor Reel. Oh, that's cute. I'm just sad you couldn't hear the music, Blake. What music? <laughs> For the, your rumor mill <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah. All right. This week on Rumor Mill, uh, Disney Plus Day is coming September 8th, uh, the day right before D23 Expo. Uh, as we all know, when that comes along, we get all kind of promising premieres and uh, trailers and uh, future things that they're going to be working on. And usually... We'll probably be busy for three weeks on that stuff. Yeah. So uh, not sure what that's all going to come out, but it's going to be Marvel, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, uh, all kinds of good stuff. So that's that's uh, got a date on it now. Yeah. So the Pinocchio trailer dropped. Um, I know mm -hmm. that. Yep. So we'll probably get some more looks at Pinocchio. Right. Um, probably we'll finally. You think they'll make us wait till then to get the Mando season three trailer? Probably. I imagine yeah. they will. And then what else? Uh, we've got some Marvel stuff they've been working on too, right? That we we need some first looks on. I bet, Echo. We, get, I bet we get a What If season two look. Yeah, that'll be cool. So probably that we're going to hear more about Echo. Yep. And then probably possibly more about Loki yep. and Daredevil. Daredevil would be. Um, Daredevil would be awesome. Yeah, and definitely Loki because I mean Tom Hiddleston's already starting to talk about it. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready. All right. Uh, so also we are getting the first ever solo uh, Yoda series in comics. Uh, it's going to cover over uh, three story arcs, three eras, and three creative teams. Uh, it comes out in October of this year. Yeah, so uh, I wonder what that's going to explore, really. So we're looking at three eras. Is that going to be like Yoda's young life, like his origins, like where he comes from? Because they've never answered definitively right. the question where like Yoda's... Yoda's from. I think that's going to always be a what the crap question. But from what I was seeing about it, it's going to have him reflecting while he's in like, si uh, like self 
exile. So I think you are going to get him as a Padawan, him as a leader, him after, um, I mean, I'll, uh, the young ones get, uh, <laughs> I think those are going to be kind those of the poor theaters. younglings. Yeah. Just, uh. Yeah, so uh, episode three of uh, Obi-Wan shows some younglings, but doesn't show them being murdered by Anakin. Can't imagine why. Yeah. (laughs) So we also got a Gotham Knight TV trailer drop yesterday. Uh, Nothing at all like the game. No. No. (laughs) They have a new character. Yeah, so so Bruce Wayne's son in that, did they... I I missed his name when I was watching it. It's Thawne. Oh, I had to pull it up because I couldn't even remember. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to be like a Nightwing type character, but I believe Dick Grayson is in the the trailer. Isn't that who the long black haired kid that he slammed into the locker was? Nope. Nope. Who's that supposed to be? Nope. No idea. None of the people (laughs) that you know. So the main character is Turner Hayes. That's this brand new character. Um, He didn't even know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. So he finds that out when Batman is dead. Right. Yeah. That's Uh, his kid. Yeah. So he's got two kids in this. One. No, it's a son and daughter. They show them through the trailer. No, the other girl is... Are you talking about the blonde one? Yeah. That's going to be... Um, what the crap is her name? Is it spoiler? Spoiler. Okay. But they... She has her own family. That's going to be following that. Oh, so she's that. not She's, she's not, one not of his kids. part of it. Like, <laughs> these characters are being brought in after Bruce Wayne's already dead. Right. So the only one that is technically Robin is Carrie Kelly. Yeah. Okay. I see that. And then we've got Joker's daughter... In theory, yes. I mean, you are going to literally have say that. you're the Joker's daughter. Yeah, but her background is kind of. That was creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we took it the exact same time. Because <laughs> she says she's Joker's daughter, but also could be Harvey Dent's daughter. It's a messed up storyline. And then you're going to get some Bat Family characters from the Punchline storyline. I don't know. I don't have much faith in it. Okay. Well, it does look like it's going to be. Probably edgy for, like, half of the first season, and then it's just going to get boring like everything the CW does. So uh, we also got, speaking of DC, uh, we have another thing that hopefully doesn't get uh, (laughs) canceled. But uh, Journey Smollett uh, teases her return back in DC as Black Canary uh, as a solo film. I'm excited for that's, it. I liked her I'm, as Black Canary. That's the solo film we've all been waiting for, you know, is the <laughs> Black Canary <laughs> solo film. <laughs> I did like her Black Canary, though. I mean... She was really good in that I, scene. She can definitely, like, she can sing. Her voice is awesome. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do solo-wise. Because her character is not really talked about in any of the actual animated or whatever. Like, what? Dinah Lance? Yeah. Like, I mean, so she's big in Young in Justice. you were in Young Justice, but they don't really go back on, like, her history or kind of, like how she got started other than right, Arrowverse, yeah. which was all upside down left and right that was all messed up but well dinah lance is a generational superhero she's actually the second black canary her mm-hmm. mother was the original um and she was a member of the justice society prior to uh dinah getting the powers or inheriting her abilities and and then join, joining the justice league and then the big thing with her is that um that she's always been a love interest for green arrow Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, she was in Arrow. Yep. I mean, kind of, but they never really got to that character. But yeah, I, um, it, it would be interesting, a series that it kind of explores her origins and 
like Silk Spectre, Jesus, Silk Spectre from uh, Watchmen is an analog for Black Canary's yes. character in the comics. So, uh, I mean, we've kind of gotten that story on screen, but it'll be interesting to see it from like the actual DC perspective. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, so we also have uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi breaks viewership records on Disney Plus of a premiere. Even more than Loki, Moon Knight, any of them uh, on, on the premiere of a show. So it's pretty awesome to see how many fans. And I honestly, I mean, I knew Obi-Wan would do well. I just did not expect it to be Loki, to be honest with you. I, I mean, it's, he's a beloved character from Star Wars. And right. Ewan McGregor alone would bring asses to seats. Like, you're, mm-hmm. right, who's not going to want to watch Ewan McGregor for an hour? Not me. I, yeah, no. I, I thought you were about to put your hand up. Oh, yeah. No, I went, I went all. I yeah. Went, yes. Me too. <laughs> I'm with that. Uh, let's see. We got a Mando season four. It's already in the works. Uh, so season three apparently has set up quite a showdown between Bo-Katan and uh, Din Djarin. When Star Wars has a cash cow, they do not fuck around. <laughs> no. right? You're going to get action figure after action figure after action figure. In and 18 Lego seasons set. of Mandalorian. Yeah. As long as Grogu's there for everything, I don't care. Dude, if Grogu doesn't get his own little Mandalorian armor, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> that would be cute as shit. The chainmail was not, yeah. was not, not enough. Yeah. Not enough. It was not enough for me. If he's getting Beskar armor... Like, it should look like Mando's armor. I want to see him with a helmet with his little ears coming with out. The, yeah. the ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Freaking man. ridiculous, man. Would he have ear holes or would you put armor over them? Because then his ears would just become... Nah, because the, the bullet holes through the big old ears is going to look really cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like going to look He's gonna look so hard. Oh, man. So uh, here's something Danny should be ex- super ecstatic about. Uh, Black Adam release date, a trailer release date, June 8th. So I know you've been just really anticipating. I, I am so <laughs> on the fence with this Black Adam movie. I feel like I feel like I, I'm just so jaded. And I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. I should be optimistic. We're in the superhero era. Um, but I'm just so jaded by everything that DCEU has put out that I feel like this is just going to be another, like, failed attempt at, ugh, you know. <laughs> I think it's going to be entertaining, and that's about it. Like, I'm not... Yeah, that, that's what I'm expecting to be. Like, Shazam. Just, yeah. Shazam was entertaining, not something... Shazam yeah. sucked. <laughs> I had fun it, with it. It, it, was, it was funny, was, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I mean, it's just like Suicide Squad. You don't go watch it because you're waiting for some 20-movie storyline. It's entertaining. It made you laugh. That's it. I go nothing in with more, really low expectations, nothing. and then everything's just entertaining at that point. So Taylor Burton said that uh, The Rock said that he did his research, so we'll find out. So in my experience, whenever the driving thing that they are showing for a movie mm. is the main actor talking about how great the movie is going to be, it's probably not going to be very good. <laughs> it was even him mostly talking up how he wouldn't sit on the throne until he earned his spot on right. the throne. And I was like... Yeah, because he wants to fight Superman in a in a movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's going to be the last thing we have. Oh, I mean, you can hope. It'd be, I mean, it'd be cool if it was like a a universe movie where it's like all of the Superman characters, which is you know Black Adam, Shazam, uh, obviously Superman, Superboy. Like maybe they just all like have a knockdown drag out, and that's the movie. Like they're like nine or ten super people flying around, and then. Um, if it's animated, uh, and then I'd watch Icon it. shows up and just kicks everyone's ass, and that's the uh, that's the end of the movie. Uh, so apparently, uh, movie these movie companies can see which parts of trailers are replayed or watched most uh, in increments. Uh, so 
Thor's ass is the most played part of the of the Thor <laughs> Love and Thunder trailer. I may uh, have helped by with far that. in high numbers. They they go back and that people apparently are just trying to see through that pixelation. I guess if it's like anything <laughs> that I deal with with pixelation, I would put uncensored before the search the, the to find the image. You know. Mm. Now I need to go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I I can't imagine like. Fast forwarding and stopping and fast forwarding and stopping, or I guess you're not really fast forwarding. Right. I'm showing yeah. my age. Um, <laughs> you know, skipping forward, stopping, well, and just staring at a, yeah, <laughs> staring at a pixelated ass. So that's crazy. That's crazy. But I, I guess it's kind of like lingerie. You know, it's like what you don't see is kind of sexier than what you do see, right? Mm, sure. Cool. <laughs> that's why I stay fully clothed. <laughs> yes, that's why. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see. We are also possibly now in the talks of getting season two of Hawkeye, when before that wasn't even really a thing. What? Se- season two of Hawkeye? Hold on. I hate everything. I said we're getting a season three of Echo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I, I – fuck, I ship it, man. Uh, season one of Hawkeye was really good. I, I I'd like it. to see more adventures with Kate Bishop and, and – I liked uh, their duo. I like him being the cynical yeah. asshole and her just being like, hey – Let's try this. Yeah. yeah. And I... It was fun. It was very fun. Right. He's the cynical, you know, old Danny Glover character, and Kate is the, you know, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson. character. Especially yeah. if they bring um, Yelena into it. That, oh, like, trio yeah. duo? Just give me, like... Yes! Just give me, like, a weekly show of just Yelena just messing with Marvel characters in different ways it. and just being I a smartass. Dude, I'm, I'm there every week. <laughs> Uh, all right, and last but not least, we got Danielle, no, Daniela Melchior. Oh, wow. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yep, thanks. Uh, the rat catcher from uh, Suicide Squad uh, is now joining the MCU and Guardians 3. Uh, her role is undisclo- uh, still undisclosed. So, theories, who do you think she's playing? I got no idea. Yeah. Um, I am going to say Rocket's love interest. <laughs> Maybe Yandu, too. <laughs> you know? Like a second girl version of Yondu. Why? why? Like she was Ratcatcher too in oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Or, uh, in, I in saw Suicide his Squad. soul like just slowly dying like, every what? time you were bringing yeah. that up. He's like, no, no Craglin. No. Craglin is Yondu in, in three. He's wearing the fin and like controlling the. Yeah, you not seen that? The was, there's images. like a little still of it yeah. from one of the is scenes. He really? He's yeah. in the back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All Sean right. Gunn is Sean Gunn's Craglin character is going to be All right. basically filling the space of Yondu. I loved his character in the Guardians. I think I, Sean Gunn's great. I, I just, I've liked him. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I didn't like him in Suicide Squad, but uh, I have, I know no, my daughter watches that on repeat literally every day of her life. Dude, I, and love I have Gilmore no Girls. idea what's they going banter. on. They banter. It's like Girls. it's like reading a comic book. No, I can't do it anymore. Love that show. Uh, but yeah, that's it. This uh, week on Rumor Mill, these rumors been milled. I thought you were going to throw your coffee for a second. <laughs> 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 Please don't. <laughs> Everything's broken already. It's like, <laughs> Blake's just like, these rumors have been milled. Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for bringing uh, up Yondu. Well, so how y'all. He's uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So how have y'all uh, been enjoying Obi-Wan? I've really enjoyed Obi-Wan. There's just something about, out of all of the like newer Star Wars shit we've gotten, where they're just trying to survive on nostalgia, this is the first one where it feels like we're just getting a continuation of the actual Star Wars story. It like, feels legit. Yes. I don't know why. 
I'm I didn't like them recasting Han Solo, you know. Right. And I don't like. Uh, I, think I really like a decent job. I mean, he did hard. good, and I, I really I don't. Think sorry, let me get on a tangent there. Fine. But, man, I I I actually I love Harrison Ford, but here, here's the thing: there's not another Harrison Ford out there. But I went into the movie of Han Solo, uh, honestly, expecting to hate it, and just by watching the way he carries himself. The way his facial expressions are and the way he talked, you can tell he studied. He put in he put in his research, unlike yes. The Rock probably did. And <laughs> I feel like he did the best he could, and I, I enjoyed it. I don't think that and Donald Glover are completely off the table yet either, based think, off of some of the stuff I've been reading. I think D- Donald Glover's Lando is really good. Yeah, I, I have no complaints there either. But I, I all like I'm him. saying is that I feel like... In this Obi Wan series is the first instance where I'm not like, oh, they recast him. Like right. mm-hmm. they didn't. This is for some reason. Even though I was really familiar with the original trilogy before the new trilogy, the the or- prequel trilogy came out, it still didn't feel like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> My God, <laughs> new studio, same problems. Um, I I. F- I don't feel like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is a recast. It's like he's perfect for the character. Oh, or yeah. He just embodies... He did so much research also for like the OG Obi-Wan. You can hear oh, it. Goodness. Him and the uncle, I can't think of his name because I'm going Lars. Lars. Yes. Joe like, Egerton. They did such an amazing yes. job like growing older and starting to turn into those yes. characters. Also, I don't like how sad I feel for Obi Wan throughout all of this. It's my biggest complaint. Yeah, I will. I was waiting to say uh, to get done, but uh, Joel Egerton, that's playing Owen Lars, man's voice. He he mimics him spot on from the original one. Yeah, you can definitely tell he sits there and oh my god, it's great. I love Joel Egerton, anyways, but yeah, and he even looks like him. Yeah, like, he looks like a younger version of that man, kind of. Uh, my, I think my favorite thing from the first episode is whenever um, Owen roasts Obi Wan about his training of yeah, of and, Anakin oh, that hurt. because that hurt we all so know much. that later in New Hope Owen is going to get roasted by the stormtroopers, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and, and also uh, <laughs> you're just like I, over there. Practicing. My brain is like playing it in my head, and it's like, oh. Well, I, I, I haven't seen uh, Aunt Beru. Too and, soon. Uh, I don't know if she's yeah. in the third episode or not. But uh, Aunt Beru's visiting her parents. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, she actually looked like a younger version, like a believable younger version, uh, when they showed her in episode three as well. Be, yeah, of the older version of her. I just I really like this series. I like everything, even though it makes me want to cry inside, and it makes me have feelings, and I don't like that. All right. Do, I, I do want you to say one thing, Danny. Tell, tell us your favorite thing, one your number one favorite thing of episode three. My number one favorite thing. Without about spoiling it. No spoilers. No, no, no spoilers. No, I don't. No, no spoilers. I got he this. can spoil it afterwards. I just My want to see him try one, to tiptoe around this. this. My number one favorite thing about episode three is this. <laughs> is that technically a spoiler? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> So go ahead and tell us. <laughs> and then like... <laughs> that was it. Those are my favorite things. Episode three of Obi-Wan. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> my show was better than Yoda. Dare you how? No. <laughs> no. I get it. I'm not Frank Oz. Fucking A. <laughs> Rub it it gave me in. all sorts of uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh yeah, so the the 
I even really enjoy how well the young Leia is embodying Carrie Fisher's She's general so attitude. Cute. Yeah. You know, and they could they could so do a solo series about young Leia. And it, <laughs> I, I mean, fun. I don't want to see it because, like, the Ewok solo series fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> that's just what I'm picturing is the Ewok adventures all over again. Did anybody really expect them to focus on Leia? Because the way they were building it up, it looked like the focus was going to no, be on I Luke. Did, I didn't expect a young Leia, to be honest with you. So I think yeah. they did a really good job of kind of hiding that as- aspect. Like, you knew that they were going right. to picture her. She was going to be in there a little bit but seeing her to that level and i feel like this is what leads into like obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope later on right nope i agree all right (laughs) (laughs) awkward silence (laughs) who's leading this show sorry everyone i didn't uh i didn't do my homework this week and i'm writing my top five while we're recording pulling up something Uh, that is (laughs) that is on me but speaking of my poor preparation skills you guys want to do uh you guys want to talk about some feel-good moments your preparation age skills what my my preparation age skills are on point i uh i hit the b-hole every time no i don't like that mental image at all (laughs) <laughs> oh that's cute that's that's pretty great <laughs> oh it's looping go back <laughs> go ahead and turn it off <laughs> oh, just uh, just some setup things to do guys so this top five we are doing top five feel-good moments yeah um i don't know how we're gonna do the rotation on this i think we ought to do okay we'll do Brittany blake sounds good chat me Cool. Awesome. Brittany, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so my number five. Uh, so I have them all listed down, but I really it's hard for me to pick. But I would probably say when San and I'm going to totally mess this up, Ashitaka? Yeah, Ashitaka. From Princess Mononoke. I'm horrible at the enunciations. Um, they saved the forest spirit, and they got the head back, even though that was all creepy as shiz and gave me nightmares for a little bit. Still one of my favorites. But that moment, I loved it. It was a feel good. They did it together. You could really see their bond. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. No cool story. No, Studio Ghibli is great about getting you in the feels. And every uh, time. And Princess Mononoke is one of those that, like, um, if if you're not an anime fan and you just want to just watch a good movie that happens to be Japanese animation, Princess Mononoke is it. It's it's that and Akira. Those two things are so inherently good that I think they are genre-breaking. It doesn't necessarily have to be that you're into anime. They're just good movies. I would say Kiki's Delivery Service is up there, too. It's yeah, just that's... like a cute family movie that everybody can oh, kind of yeah. get there. Yep, yep, Ponyo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ponyo. Blake, you're number five. <laughs> uh, my number five, uh, there's this cartoon, I don't know if y'all have heard of it, uh, came out in the 90s. Uh, one of my favorite all-times rewatch to this day. It's about Hercules. Uh, so toward the end, more like Hunkulees, <laughs> honey. You mean Hunkulees? Uh, oh, so yeah. anyway, so close. So, <laughs> so uh, anyways, at the end, when you know Meg's up into the pool of death, and he's like almost about to reach her, you think he's about to die, then you know out of nowhere, you just see him start coming up off that cliff, and he's glowing, and oh, nothing made you more happier or shout right no. there when you seen Hades' days about to get ruined and. And yeah, I love that part. I love that movie. Such so, a good movie. It is. That soundtrack still bomb a to this day. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's still there's not a week that goes by that not a Hercules song pops in my head. The, the, I yeah. believe that. Um, and it's sad that that's not the Hercules we're going to get in Thor: Love and Thunder. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, they could take his animated character and throw that in our movie, you know, with real people, and yeah. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, not we're getting CGI. Just throw the animated Hercules in there, and <laughs> I am down. Seen one animated character, yeah, one two D, two D animated character. I mean, well, we're getting uh, Pegasus in the movie, so we're well, halfway there. Yeah, yeah. We were had Pegasus there. actually. Well, I know. I'm just okay. saying in this in this instance, if yeah. Hercules showed up and Pegasus was there. I'm sure Hades will show up somewhere. And, and I want too. the animated Pegasus, too. I don't want that real-life-looking thing. Okay, okay. I want the real Pegasus with yeah, the blue mohawk. It's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but in Thor Love and exactly, Thunder. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Or the new Chip it's and Dale movie. such a good movie. Yeah. Um, now I have to go home and watch it. Actually, the gentleman that created uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the guy that created the Roger Rabbit character, is from my hometown. He's from Earlville. And, really? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Does yeah. he know Oprah, too? I don't know that he the ever met Oprah. You know. um, but it, it, I bet he does. I bet he's the, on a show. The, so the only reason I know this is the high school gymnasium has a signed poster up, and the, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's from here. And it's like, oh, huh. cool. It's the one thing that came out of Earlville, other than me. Um, <laughs> Heather, what do we got in chat? Nick Beck's number five is Superman Returns from Death. Yeah, so Death and Return of Superman, uh, he wasn't dead. Uh, turns out he was just hanging out in the Fortress of Solitude recuperating, and the Fortress bots were helping him heal. And uh, one of the coolest things about it is Superman comes back without powers. And it takes him a long time to gain the solar radiation to start to build his powers back up. So instead, he straps on a fucking gun and a gun belt and goes out to find Mongol and it's, and, uh, and take down the uh, cyborg Superman. It's, it, it, but yeah, it's one of those like hair-raising, like, that's, that's awesome, dude. Huh. Nice. Even the artwork on that, because it's the black costume Superman, silver S symbol on his chest, long mullet. black hair, and he's storming in holding a big-ass gun. And it's, it's a like, mullet. It's the mullet. Wow, this is our everybody. new Superman, huh? <laughs> Taylor Burton's number five is the Top Gun Maverick. I've not seen that yet. I still want to. Oh, my God. Top I'm Gun so Maverick, torn. the whole movie. I, if Taylor Burton said it was great, it's got to be great. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. got to be. Yeah, with everything that man says. He's go. got clout, for sure. He has clout. Ben's number five is Battle of the Bastards. Yes. Uh, so Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, Ooh. whenever uh, 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 Sansa shows up with her army and saves Jon Snow. Um, it's it's like he just felt like he was totally abandoned and nobody was going to be there, like it was over for him. And then they just show up and it's like turn the tide of the battle and, uh, you know. I, I never made it that far. Amazing I've victory. I never made it that far either. But I've got a moment like cool. that to talk about. So <laughs> we, should, we should run a nerd podcast, guys. We should. Yeah, sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> that is it. That's it. All right. Danny, what's your number five? Oh, my yeah. number five. My number five is uh, He's when, all over it today. When Everybody the Iron said. Giant flies. Uh, the Iron Giant. Yes. yes. When his, he Aww. puts on his little Superman symbol and he... Just every time. I'm just... That's so cool. <laughs> but, that's great. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that's probably, probably the only time that I will say that... Um, uh, Vin Diesel has put in a good enough performance to bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> Not even when Groot, like... I didn't... Uh, thank you for giving me my number two. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brittany, you're number four. <laughs> okay. My number four um, is from Fruit Basket, so spoilers if you haven't watched it and you plan on watching it. Yeah, um, we're but delving it's... deep into anime territory. It hits a couple times. I love Animaniacs. No, wait, what? No, Um, It's when Koi and Toru 
actually like they get together and they love each other and they have their happily ever after i like that that's all i'm not gonna spoil anything i don't else. know fruits basket i haven't watched it so it's really good and <laughs> what it makes you been me doing cry. Life, Danny? i know it's it's i'm i'm terrible i'm sorry everyone blake what's your number four my number four is a movie that if you have not seen it uh it's a 50 50 chance when i talk to people about this movie but this Man, I just love this movie. I watch it at least three times a year. Uh, Warrior with Tom Hardy and Joe Egerton. Well, speaking of Joe Egerton, uh, there are two brothers. One goes AWOL and as a Marine, and one is a teacher, and then they have a dad. And there's a whole bunch of family issues there. Uh, so they go a long time without talking. Long story short, uh, the teacher ends up. I'm just, I'm not going. Oh, I feel like I just want to tell you all the movie. <laughs> I love it that much. Uh, anyways, at the very end, they end up cage fighting. Uh, this ain't your typical cage fighting movie, so don't don't let that deprive you of watching it. But uh, at the very end, spoiler, uh, man, Tom Hardy, no, he's a beast. You got Joe Egerton, who looks nothing like Tom Hardy. Yeah. But he's about to break Tom Hardy's arm, and literally, he finally just breaks down and tells his brother he loves him in the, in the middle of it, Aww. and it's okay. And he tells him that, and then you just see Tom Hardy just kind of give up. And they walk out limping with each other. And, man, every time, I don't care how many times I watch it, it brings a tear to my eye every yeah. time. But that movie is phenomenal. Like, oh, from start to finish, not a bad moment in it. I love you. I love you. I got chills talking about it. Like, I, I love it. <laughs> if you have not seen Warrior, you should watch it. Have you seen it? I have not seen all oh of it. Oh, my God. It is great. Yes. Heather, what we got in chat? Nick Beck's number four is when Ben Solo dies. Yes, uh, so Ben Solo re, uh, uh, saves his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He uh, re- renews, not renews, redeems himself. Thank you, everyone. He redeems himself in I had no the idea final where you were going. that he is um, around for Rise of, Sky- Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yay. Yes. Okay. Um, so for Rise of Skywalker, and honestly, that's my favorite part of that whole trilogy is whenever he and Rey fight side by side. And then it was pretty. And legit. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be really cool. We're going to get a really cool new Jedi character." Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked <laughs> that. Nope. Uh, There's a lot of things I would have rather liked. In that Taylor, series. I'm pretty sure we are related. <laughs> so ben and Taylor have the same number four. Okay. When Cheaters. Alfred looks up to see Bruce Wayne and Florence Aww. at the end of the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like he like looks up and he sees his surrogate son who he thought was dead sitting with the, his love interest and he's just like thanks you for the phone call man. Yeah. No, I thought it was cute. Like it looked like he was he was just so happy he could almost cry and it was I liked that one. Yeah. I love Michael Caine. Well, the, he's I probably think the, the best Alfred. Yeah. The honestly. the crazy thing about that ending is is if you watch the table, you can see that the uh, the top is about to fall over, and that means they're actually in the real world, not the dream world. So that actually is <laughs> Bruce and Selena sitting in the the cafe in Florence. Katrina's number four is when Eliza grabs Hamilton's hand and forgives him, and it's uptown. Quiet. And it's uptown. quiet uptown. Yeah, forgiveness. Um, yeah, that's a that's a definitely a tear drinking moment in that. Um, yeah. There's several of you those guys, in yeah. that. You familiar with Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've watched. I I can watch it to a certain point, and then I skip it to a certain point, and then I continue watching it because that certain point makes me cry every time. Oh, is it when his kid gets killed? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't like it. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, we saw it on Broadway. 
uh-huh. but it was uh <laughs> still didn't get my so shirt good. uh what else we got um, who, who's commenting from comically inclined they have a number five that was ben okay when pb and marceline finally kiss oh maybe not maybe that, that I might don't be think that's ben yeah that might be mike casey might be um huh. yeah but whenever princess bubblegum and marceline finally Aww, kiss on yeah. adventure time uh it's it it's a romance that they built up in the show then the show was aimed at kids so they wouldn't oh it was, it was katrina. katrina um it was uh it was a show that, or a moment they built up in the show, like, they kind of just hinted at it all the way up till near the end, and then they were like, you know what, our show's over, fuck it, we'll just have them, like, kiss on screen. And it was really cool, because if you pick up any of the f- comics that follow past that, or the movies that they've released on HBO Max, it's, they're, I mean, they're just in a happy relationship, and they're working through their shit, so. That was a really good one. Yeah, it really was. And then my number four is if you have seen the original Transformers movie. Now, this is the animated one, not the one that Michael Bay made. Um, When Hot Rod finally realizes his potential and he opens the AllSpark and that the the music kicks in and is like, you got the touch. And it's like, (laughs) yeah. And he opens it and then like there's this whole song and he transforms into this like car with a trailer attached, which doesn't make any sense, but it sold some figures and that was great. But just Hot Rod toys. Yeah. Hot Rod becoming Rodimus Prime is is one of the coolest moments. Yes, he he goes from I know, I know. It's it's all it sounds all bad, but it's so good. Um but Hot Rod goes from Hot Rod to Rodimus Prime. Um and it's uh Judd Hurst, the guy from uh uh Breakfast Club, you know, mm, yeah, um, yep. he does the voice of Rodimus of, of Hot Rod and then Rodimus Prime, and it's just it's so good. That'd be great if they just would have came up with that song. Don't you? Oh, I mean, that would have been <laughs> good too. But me. no, dude, that that, that Transformers movie has such a great '80s soundtrack. Like the, I'm not a fan of '80s music in general, but really? that whole soundtrack is a I love fucking 80s banger. Music. Stranger Things season yeah. four soundtrack. No, that's good. But they have really good taste. Like they it's do. not like it's not like all Def Leppard. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's not like Aerosmith whenever they stop being good, you know. It's not uh you know, it's not it's not Rolling Stones whenever they were too rich to identify with the common man, you know. It's uh, Do you have another you know, one in you? Yeah, it's uh it's it's not David Bowie, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, Bowie's always good, but it, at least the music on there is is good. Uh, <laughs> uh Brittany, you're number 3. Um this is another spoiler for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Okay. It's when the demon Clayman goes. The, the bye, demon what? Clayman. The demon Clayman. Clay Mun. The demon Clayman. Demon that is named Clayman. Demon. Yes. Clayman. Yes. I'm on it. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up. Uh, he thinks he's this badass dude throughout the entire thing, and then he's quickly proven wrong. And he goes bye-bye rather quick. And you see him cry because he goes bye-bye rather quick. And it's very satisfying. Huh. Yeah. So is he the, the dragon? Nope. That, okay. That's Veldora. And he's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my other favorites. And that's... Cool. Is that... So... Because I know that the main character swallows... Is it Everybody. a demon or a dragon? A uh, dragon. Yeah. That's what gives him like his... Initial It power helps set. him turn into yeah. like a person from a slime, right? I haven't seen it. I'm No, that is another story that's in it uh, okay somebody cool. else that he cool, 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 engulfs cool, cool. into himself blake you're number three uh my number three uh lord of the rings two towers uh gets a ba- battle going at helm's deep seems like everything's about to just go down like they're about to lose where you're like how is there even going to be at number three 
And then, boom, here comes Gandalf. Right over the peak with his white horse, with his army. Yeah, look to the east the on days. the third day. Yep. So, you might, you, like, you see them looking, but there ain't nothing going on to the east. <laughs> yeah. And they're right in that saving grace moment. I don't know. That, that was, I love that moment. It's I, I love all of Lord of the Rings, but, yes, yeah. that's... That's such a cool moment. It's a really good moment in the books, but seeing it on screen yeah. just play out was just like that bright white light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's me preparing to go down on Gandalf if you <laughs> um, out of respect. I do not approve of the mental image that I have in my head now. <laughs> it's like get in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Ian McKellen would let you probably. <laughs> I, mean, mm, I don't like any of this. <laughs> What's chat say? <laughs> Heather, what do we got in chat? Nick Beck's number three is when Batman returns from Bane breaking his back. That's a... Uh, okay. <laughs> are we talking about in the comics when Batman returns from Bane breaking his back? Or are we talking about in the Dark, Dark Knight trilogy? I need to know, Nick. Nick, inquiring minds need to know. Let's move on <laughs> and we'll come back around on that one. Okay, inquiring minds, three. it's just him. Is when Cersei finally dies. Yes. Yes. That bitch had it coming. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I hated her so much. Oh, Lena Hetty did a great job playing her. She's she, everybody she hated her as much as you're supposed to. Yeah. Same as her son. Okay. Nick says oh. yes. The comics. Okay. So in the the Dark Knight trilogy, um, whenever Batman gets his back broken and they fix it by hanging him in a rope and pulling on him until his back pops back into place. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, who, who thought that was a good idea? Who was like, yeah, that's, that's how you fix it. Yeah, like, you know, you know, as you much as one of those machines where it turns you up, you know, as down. much as Jared talked about plot armor, that right there, yeah. that one instance is plot armor for Batman. Y'all marked that like, in the books. He actually just agreed to Batman like, and plot armor. So that was so stupid. <laughs> I, and I'm not a huge fan of dark Knight rises. I don't think it's, I, I think out of the Nolan trilogy, the dark Knight returns is the only one that's really good. I did love Tom Hardy's Bane. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I did love his Bane, though. Out of that movie. If you're gonna put Bane in the in a in a movie, why don't make him Bane? Like, there was no Venom. Like, he didn't do anything. Right. He's no, just, I, I get that, but I he's still, just is is still enjoyable. He's I mean. just handing Batman his ass because he's gotten old and his knee doesn't work right. <laughs> like, that's that's not the fight we're looking for. That's not what I want. I don't want. I don't want uh, almost Frank Miller's Batman fighting peak. Uh, physical ability Bane, but not using his Venom. Like, the challenge with Bane for Batman is that he's mm. almost as smart, almost as talented, almost as cunning, and he has Venom to make him super strong. I don't see the and, difference between you and, you know, Mike Tyson, so, I mean... Well, in this scenario... <laughs> you just had to poke that bear. In this scenario, I'm comic book Bane, and Mike Tyson is... Dark Knight Rises Bane, so that's the difference. Yeah. If you needed that no. explained. Um, cool. Tom Hardy doesn't need the Venom. <laughs> Taylor's number three is Tony waking up and asking to get shawarma in the Avengers. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> honestly, that makes that movie. The movie's good, but that moment, is, yeah. it's so stupid and so good. Those are the best moments in movies. Yeah, that was the worst Captain America outfit ever. <laughs> it really is. It wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Who looks at Who looks at Chris Evans and says, "You know what we should do? We should just slim all that down." Yeah. <laughs> you're really You're really big. Let's just Yeah. Let's just, just tighten it up a, a little bit. That makes it all like he. 
I don't know. Mm. I, I, they redeemed it in in Endgame. Whenever oh, they, yeah. they they fixed the suit for sure. Yeah. But then, well, they made fun, poked yeah, the fun at it. Like yeah. that is America's. Well, I mean, even after after that movie, every cap outfit was was great. Oh, Mikey, was thank you. Movie. I also love the new studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just anyway, completely no, no, like. No, I said that was, after every every outfit after that was great. I mean, even the second Avengers and uh, uh, Winter Soldier, it was just that one was just so awful. Yeah, oh, and the the so the first Avengers. Uh, the second costume he gets in First Avenger was okay, but it just looked really clunky. But also, it's just pieced together. Mm. It just seemed really clunky. But then whenever he got it again in Winter Soldier, um, it looked so much better. (laughs) I don't know why you're looking at me. It was Chris Evans built up in a tight suit. I didn't (laughs) care what he was wearing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Daddy. <laughs> there you go, the first daddy of the new studio. Uh, I had to throw it in somewhere. But yeah, I think, uh, and 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 then obviously the Endgame suit is fucking perfect. Like oh, that's yeah. the best Captain America costume yep. of all. Hundred uh, percent. Blake, your number is that all of chat? No, we got oh. bins. Uh, Goku showing up to help Gohan. Yes, kill the perfect cell. Ooh. Oh yeah. So yeah. at this point. Goku had sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he was dead, and Gohan only had one arm, and he he was trying to pull off a Kamehameha, but he couldn't use his other arm. And Goku comes back from fucking heaven and provides the <laughs> other arm to shoot the Kamehameha, and it's so fucking legendary. It's so awesome. So I, I got to mention this real quick. Ben said, "What if Superior Iron Man was out getting shawarma when the Illuminati got murdered?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is fucking great. See Tom Cruise just kicked back I, eating. That is the deleted scene and, we and need. And then all of a sudden a little uh, holograph pops up and he sees him get married. He's like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> he gets back and it's already too late. Yeah. Everything's done. That, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, man, That all of, that's all of that's chat? All okay. Of My number, what are we on? Three. My number three <laughs> also comes from Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. Whenever whenever Frodo can no longer make his way up Mountain Doom and Sam says, that's okay, I'll carry you. And he scoops Frodo up and he makes the uh, he makes the trek up Mount Doom, and that is just such an amazing moment. Yeah, like that. It's Out of so all beautiful. the Hobbits, Sam's my favorite. Sam was the true like that is, MVP. Yeah, of yeah. that trilogy for sure. I, I, I really think you missed out on the opportunity to see what Fatty Bulger could do, but I guess that's yeah, it is what it is. Well, when you get a name like that, you just don't yeah. put him in a movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, good old Fatty Bulger. Yeah. All right, uh, Brittany, you're number two. You're number two. I just did my number three. Oh, yeah. I was blocking that out after you said... That's not the order we go in. (laughs) (laughs) I was blocking out what you said. Uh, My number two is... Can I do three number twos? It's all with the same thing. Yes. It's all Goku. (laughs) It's like whenever he has a little ball and he's like beating it on the window to get Mando to like go fast. Or like when he comes back and he has got the little armor on. And then also whenever at the end of it, when he just falls asleep after he like gets the minster to like all of those. Those are all my favorites for number two. Hi, this is me. Grogu is a feel-good moment every time he's sunscreen. Yeah. That's for sure. And I, I, I totally do not blame you for not being able to pick one of those. It was all it's so those. good. Uh, yeah, the Black Widow, uh, Nick. We'll, we'll get around to that. <laughs> Blake, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, uh, The Greatest Showman. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. Honestly, 90% of that movie is, is a feel-good moment. 
but I have to say at the very end, uh, when the circus burns down, and uh, spoilers. Yeah, and you know, you, you, I mean, he's just down the dumps, not sure what's going to happen. And then after, no matter how badly he's kind of lost his way and, and treated, you know, everybody's in the circus. Uh, they all, you know, back him up, and uh, he makes a deal with Zac Efron's character, uh, Philip Carlyle. And uh, yeah, they're, they're going to revamp it, rebuild it, and they do their little musical note. And uh, man, I just fucking love that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I I love Greatest Showman too. I I waited a really long time to watch it. I I didn't I, I didn't watch it till a year and a half after it came out. It's, it's same. It's it was on streaming services before yeah. I saw it. I just watched it like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, opinions. Hi. Okay. You uh, for it? No, I really do, but I also know the history of that circus, and so oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's not accurate at all. Oh, one hundred percent. So it's hard for me to kind of like separate those two. Like, if oh, it's yeah. just the show, I love it. If it like whenever I start thinking about all the horrible things that he did, that's what I'm like. Oh. Yeah. I think well, that, I mean, Philip Carlyle is actually a fictional character. Yeah. Zendaya's character is a fictional character. Uh, he was actually in his 60s when he started the circus. Uh, like, it's like only 5% of it's true, that, that whole movie. Uh, and actually, like, I, I love the Barnum and Bailey. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I love it. But anyways, I actually have a wooden uh, chest from, from like the early, or no, mid-1900s from Barnum and Bailey. Wooden chest with the ink printed on it. Damn. Yeah. You That's haven't looked neat. into this at all, have you? So, <laughs> I was going to say, for me, uh, watching it, I, I'm, I'm aware of the problematic history of P.T. Barnum. So, I just pretend it's Wolverine having the best <laughs> like couple of months of his life. Uh, and, and I'm just like, wow. Time era, yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, like, wow, Logan really had a good time at this. Yeah. That would, like, look at that man dance. <laughs> yeah. It's, Jesus Christ, this is not the Logan we got in, in Logan. It's, uh, he's having a great time. Top hats. That's the, it's, that's the thing. Wolverine needs to wear yeah. top hats. I'm never going to be able to look at that. You know, if he, if he would have just kept his top hat and, and wore it throughout the years, he'd probably been a lot happier man. Yeah, I, I just hear it does something for the sewing. Right, 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 top, right, right. Yeah. You just trade off your Civil War hat for yes. a top hat, yep. and then start a circus, um, and then like you know. And actually, that's why I heard great that time. his hair started growing like that was because he wore a top hat so long. Oh, it was growing because around the top shape. hat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's this in is, the chat? This is where we, <laughs> welcome to Comically Inclined, where we talk about the hard hitting nerd news. <laughs> what do we have in chat? Nick Beck's number two is the end of the Black Widow movie. Like the actual end because the movie was so bad i liked the movie uh i don't think it's one of the worst marvel movies it's not one of the worst i i enjoyed it uh i also don't want to just be that guy who hates on all of the female-centric marvel yeah no i enjoyed it and i love red guardian (laughs) the big dumb idiot he was but uh i didn't think it did scarlett johansson any any justice to like for that to be her last cinematic you know uh display of her that. stuff I, I wish they would have let her go out on a, on a better note than that movie so i don't know but what what nothing okay just, looking at you. <laughs> just getting lost in your eyes taylor's number two is andrew and toby yeah hell yeah dude uh that was probably one of the finest moments in cinematic history ever um, the two of them just palling around in well, Andrew popping in was in Ned's grandma's <laughs> kitchen and, uh, just, you know, comparing spider notes and all that, I, it, knowing it was coming. Like, I think that I intentionally just would not 
admit to myself that it was happening, even with all the leaks, until I saw it on screen. Because even knowing it was coming, I was just like, yes! <laughs> so... I really wanted it not to happen just so I could hear everybody start crying in the theater whenever it didn't happen. <laughs> because I'm mean. That's awful. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're a Fully terrible human being. I'm happy. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I couldn't make it to the showing that you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's number two is Captain America wielding Molinaire and say, Thor saying, I knew it. Yes, that was great. We're yeah. going to skip over Katrina's. Mm-hmm. What was Katrina's? Uh, no, we're not going to talk about it. When Cap oh, finally does Avengers. Because it's your number one? Mm-hmm. Oh, you said it. Okay, so apparently, uh, babe, my wife, uh, the uh, your number two is on a couple of people's lists, so we will discuss that when we get to it. Um, hinted at in uh, all the way back in Age of Ultron that Cap could lift Thor's hammer and he was worthy. Um, whenever we get the little, like, squeak. Uh, and he's like, oops, I moved that. Uh, and then it, it, they, they kept that bottled until Endgame, until yep. that awesome moment yep. when uh, Thanos is about to kill Thor. And you've seen, and, you've seen his look on his face in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. He's like, oh. I feel like he didn't move it just so for like Thor's ego. Well, well, that's, right. what, that's what they're saying now. Like they've actually the director stuff said that that's why he didn't because he didn't want to like embarrass or you know Thor. Well, he didn't want to have to rule Asgard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's already trying to save America. So hard enough as it is. <laughs> All right, my number two. Um, so this one's a, a bit of a callback, but. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Field of Dreams... Well, you're a bit of a callback, so... That's true. I am quite old. <laughs> and if you've ever seen the movie Field of Dreams, Kevin at the Costa. end of the movie, the, the the tagline of the movie is, if you build it, he will come. And it was his father, um, who he didn't really know, um, came back, and he got to play catch with him at the end of the movie. And mm. that is so... That is such a, like, get you, get you right in the heart yeah. every time. Have you never seen Field of Dreams? Uh, no, I've seen it a long, long time ago. I was like seven. Oh, okay. And so I don't remember it. Yeah, so he, uh, his dad comes out of the corn, and he doesn't know who he is because he never met his adult kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, you want to have a catch? And he's like, sure, and they just play catch. When did that movie come uh, out? Uh, Field of Dreams. It, that movie released, I want to say, like, 93, 94? I was three years old. I want to say that reminds me of, uh, that kind of reminds me of, y'all have, have y'all seen that cartoon, Onward? With uh, yeah. Chris Pratt, yes. yeah. you know, with the dad at the end, yeah. and he yeah. gets to, yeah. So if you're a fan of uh, Dungeons and Daddies, the uh, D&D podcast, they have a, a, a thing they did in there where one of the characters is a rogue, and they hide in their pants to avoid being attacked and have to walk around with, like, their upper body down in their pants, and it's like a whole, like, thing. And then Onward came out shortly after, and the theory is that somebody at Pixar was like, oh, that's a great idea. And just made a whole movie out of it. Set in like a D&D world. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brittany, your number one. You done? I didn't get good breath on that one. <laughs> Uh, my number one Oop, broke it. is when Cap says, Avengers, assemble. It gave me goosebumps. It made me cry. I gave my husband a bruise. 
<laughs> what were you guys? No, never mind. I don't want to know. No, I, when I get excited, sometimes I like start to poke, or even sometimes I'll like punch because I have to do something with my emotions, and I can't scream inside of a theater. So <laughs> that yeah, that's my favorite favorite all time feel good. Hmm. Avengers Assemble. Hmm. That's also your number one, right? Do you want to talk about it? Well, it's not my turn yet. So, is okay, it it's your turn. Do you want to talk about your number one? All right, my number one. We're talking about the same thing. Uh, my number one is uh, actually goes a little bit before that, when you know Cap and you know tightens up that shield, and then literally he's like, you can tell he's just exhausted, and then you just hear on on your left, and then you're like, what? Yeah. And then you start seeing the little Doctor Strange, you know, spinning things open up, and as each one opens Sling up, ring. yeah, portals. Yeah, portals. There we go. Sling rings. What <laughs> I like opens the, the portals. Spinny things better. Yeah. So uh, and then as each one opens up, and they you just oh my god, you know, uh, T'Challa walks out, and, yes. and literally I would have to say, like I'm not afraid to cry. Something makes me sad in movies, uh, but that I have to say for the first time ever in my life was the first time a movie actually brought tears rolling down my face that were tears of joy like I'm, I'm not lying man. i'm not laughing at you like literally i got goosebumps I, as she it's was a saying. legit scene and like, legit those two together tears of joy out of both eyes streamed down my face because i was so fucking happy he's are you never mind he's tearing up i, yeah, was. Um, I wanted to make sure i wasn't losing my mind i was like yeah i i I've, mm. so yeah a long time coming um all both beautiful scenes that of uh, that on your left was yeah was so again all the way back in Winter Soldier, yeah, we get that setup, and mm-hmm. they brought it all the way forward to Endgame. Just that's it so, was that's perfect. like it was like a perfect tag team of sayings between Sam and Cap together, just punched you. And, right and Marvel's really great about carrying on things, whether it be at the, from the beginning of the movie to the end, or fast forward through a few movies. They are just spot on uh, on carrying phrases across like that. That I, so that's like. If I'm gonna really like love a show, almost every one is a show where you get those like long game payoffs. Um, uh, Adventure Time is a great one. Rick and Morty, um, regular show, uh, Steven Universe. Um, trying to think of some other ones where you had like long term payoffs on stuff. Uh, I like Castle was really good about it. Uh, hmm. I don't know. There's a bunch more, but uh, that's what I can think of. But man, yeah, that's a it's such a beautiful thing like that 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 the, they have these like long long concepts right. that 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 come back around and we're just like oh my god that was from the other movie <laughs> um but yeah uh heather what we got in chat nick beck's number one is when wolverine has the adamantium riled out of him ripped. in the comics ripped yeah so uh he attacks magneto um and magneto does as he does and he pulls all of the metal the adamantium out of Wolverine's body and uh, leaves him in a state of almost dying. Uh, it was it was too much for even Wolverine's healing factor to take. Jeez. Um, and then... Can you imagine seeing that on cinema? Uh, well, maybe mm. someday. But... Uh, and then it uh, turns out that the adamantium in uh, coating Wolverine's bones um, was causing his mutation to... Uh, to stop and so after it was removed his mutation moved forward and he became something closer to beast um where he was a very animalistic like goblin looking version of wolverine and he had turns out that all along it was believed that the 
adamantium claws had been put in his body during the Weapon X program. Turns out he had bone claws, and it was just the adamantium had laced them. So he's always had claws, um, which that was the that was the time that that was revealed. Hmm. Like it's been it's such a common part of his history now. We know it. We've seen it in the movies. Right. It's it's been done in the comics for a little bit. You have different characters with different bone claws. Dakin. Um, at one point, um, X-23 had bone claws, and then they got laced. Um, but uh, this was the first instance where we found out where, that Wolverine's claws were part of his mutation and not just something that was put in his body, um, which is a through line fr- from that. But uh, it, it, and, and then they uh, – I believe it was during House of – was it House of M? Um Anyway, you had this really like animalistic Wolverine who had no nose and he wore like a red bandana. He kind of looked like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Or was a blue bandana? Actually. No, I don't think it was House of Him. I would I would know this. Okay, well, I no, think, we're getting ready to have a Wolverine show off. I, I may be wrong, but I think leading into House of M, okay, whenever that happened, uh-huh. they just reverted him back to normal Wolverine and just never addressed it. Gotcha. And then he got the adamantium back, and he was no, no. no I was just making that gesture because yeah. that was but my I, first. I, uh, I'm actually thinking it was something else. I don't think it was House of M. But anyway, yeah. they just reverted him back to normal Wolverine, and then they gave him his adamantium back, and it was. Huh. And uh, the version of adamantium he has in his bones now is a pure form that doesn't poison his body. Do you know that? I yeah. did know that. Didn't. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Taylor has two number ones. Hit me. First one is in Return of the King, where an Aragorn tells the hobbits, my friends, you better You can know stop what. right there. That's my number one. <laughs> I was oh, reading no. it on his paper as you were saying it. That, that's a great moment. I mean, he only has one number one, and it's Johnny Depp winning his case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that might have been the feel-good moment of the last two months. I'm glad that fucking case is over. Oh, my yes. God. I'm sick of seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am all about... Um, uh, uh, a a man being abused. I'm not about a man being abused. I'm all about a man who was abused by a woman um, getting his day in court and having a victory. That's awesome. I just, the media coverage, like just like the O.J. Simpson trial, like any of this shit where they just like, everybody is like zeroed in on it. It's like, I want to know, but I just want to know the result. I don't want to know every tiny little detail of the case. I don't care. Right. I can't say anything. I was following on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm, that, that is not the opinion of comically inclined as a whole, just of me. Okay, cool. Ben's number one is Maggie makes three The Simpsons episode ending. Aww. Watching your face as you read that. Uh, yeah, I was really confused. So Maggie makes three is the episode of The Simpsons where they go back and they show whenever Marge got pregnant with Maggie. Uh, Homer had reached a point in his life. Uh, Lisa and Bart were both old enough that he could kind of step away from all the hours he was putting in at the nuclear power plant. And he got a job at a bowling alley, which was his dream. He always wanted to be a guy at a bowling alley helping people. So he had his dream job. He was living his dream life. He told he told Mr. Burns off when he quit the nuclear power plant um, because he was just never coming back. And then uh, he finds out Marge is pregnant and he can't afford his three kids with his bowling alley job. Um, so at the end of the episode, he goes um, he goes back to uh, – the power plant. He has to beg for his job back and they give it to him. And then Mr. Burns has a plaque made and has it hung in front of his console. And it says, don't forget you're here forever. And so after Maggie is born, Homer takes pictures of Maggie that they have taken um, because he 
you know, he loves his kids. Homer's a great dad, other than the choking Bart thing. Um, <laughs> but he he takes pictures of Maggie and he tapes them up over the plaque and and it just says, "Do it for her." Huh. And it's like it's one of those uh, th- like the Simpsons first like. I, th- I want to say like the first like 13 seasons or something like that. When Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien was head writer, they did shit like that. You, you were like, ah, ha, ha, it's the Simpsons. This is funny. And then they just punch you right in the feelings. Hmm. Um, and they did a really, that was another one. The Simpsons is one of my favorite shows. They did a really good job in those first several runs of the Simpsons of bringing through lines from way previous episodes back. And you never saw them coming. It was so good. And you had to be a fan who knew these in jokes to get them as they came back around. Uh, but that moment is like – that's one of the most touching moments in all of TV history. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It, it, seeing a man who was living his dream life, um, having to give that up for his children, and then deciding in the end that this is his dream life. Right. That having Maggie was more important than having his dream job and doing all of that other stuff. And it's it's – I think that that's something that is apparent – um, you encounter you, the second your children are born, you're looking at this perfect little human being and you know that like you would die for them. You right. would fight a bear for this person. You would, you, you know, you would get up at 3am and change their diapers and do feedings and, and rock them to sleep and you'll sacrifice anything for them. And that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's what Homer's showing us there. Like he's the most negligent parent in the world, but and, and when it comes to his kids, he was there. Yeah. Katrina's number one is when the Tenth Doctor makes his two-episode cameo in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, that's a really good moment, too. Uh, Sarah Jane, one of the previous Doctor's uh, 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 companions, um, gets a chance to hang out with the new Doctor, and it's it's a really great moment. Is that all of chat? Yes. I'm sorry. I, I, it's hard to keep up with uh, the. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so my number one, Taylor. God damn it, is uh, in the end of Return of the King. Whenever the hobbits come to Gondor and they go to bow to Aragorn, and he says, "My friends, you bow to no man." And everyone in all of the kingdom of Gondor bows to the hobbits, the ring bearer and his companions, the two ring bearers and their companions. Um, and it's, it's such an amazing moment. And it was, it, it, it was, it's not even in the book. Uh, they just did that. That's just in the movie. And it's so good. Like, especially since being a fan of the books and not having that moment in the books and then seeing it on screen at the end of the culmination of all of this great story, um, it's it's perfect. Well, it's I heard they put moment. that in there because they left out Fatty Bulger just to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fifth, the fifth Hobbit. Yeah, got left out. Yeah, that's, or, that, that's or Fatty Bulger. That, to be fair, Fatty never joins the Fellowship. He turns back from Rivendell to go back to the Shire, and then the four Hobbits. Well, carry you wonder on why forward. they didn't put him in there. There you go. They didn't want some. You he know, wasn't part time friend. If you're going loyal, to, if you're going to leave loyal. a character out, I would definitely say ah. Fatty Bulger is a better choice than Tom Bombadil. You gotta leave Tom Bombadil in. Who doesn't want to see a magic forest god who skips around singing songs and saving hobbits from uh, yeah. cannibalistic trees? You know, <laughs> just doesn't sound like it really fits. It was okay, whatever. <laughs> Agree to disagree. So that has been our top five. All right, uh, so let's do top five 
let's do top five characters excluded from your favorite properties. Sure. Like we're talking about going from the movie to like the animated series. We're talking about going from like a book to a movie. We're talking about going from like video games to movies, any of that kind of stuff. But top five characters that were left out. Sure. Sound good? You're not even going to be here next nope. week. I don't know why. <laughs> so, guys, top five characters that were left out. All right. I have one for whenever I come back for a week, but. Do you? Yep. Cool, 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 cool. And then I go away forever. Yeah? It's going to be a hard one. God, guys, I love our new studio. I do too. It is so nice. This is great. It feels legit. I do miss the basement a little. A little. You know that the energy is a little different in here, yeah, so we got to work is. on that. But um, yeah, yep. uh, I, I feel like we're just getting started in here. I'm definitely not done. Brittany, are you done? Yes. Why do you, why do, you do this to me? <laughs> why do you do this to me? Because you. When I go away forever. So, Blake, what are we doing here? So this week on Are You Done, uh, Danny has Spinneret and Britt has Spider Gwen. Uh, they are going to go back f- back and forth arguing who's got the better character, who's more powerful. Uh, they both get a minute apiece with no interruption. Then they get two minutes head-to-head cutting each other off. Now you're beside each other, so you really try not to throw punches this time. And then at the very end, they get a 30-second 30 30 rebuttal with uh, zero interruption. Uh, during this, while this is going on uh, live, we want you all to uh, – Comment laughing emoji for Britt if you think she's winning and her character is better. And then we want you to do the heart emoji for Danny if you think his character is winning and is better. <coughs> and yeah, then so also all heart, a heart? Heart? heart. We're doing heart emojis? Yeah, heart okay, emojis. Okay, cool, cool. I figured yeah. do the crying one for him losing. I did, oh, I did that last week too. I didn't want to do it again. So, so uh, and then also if you're watching this and it's not live, feel free to uh, comment uh, in the comments anyways. Uh, and we'll add these up uh, over the week. So, are y'all ready to do this? I believe I am ready to go. All right. One minute on the clock and go. So Spinneret uh, is Mary Jane Watson. Now, um, she is, in her universe, married to Spider-Man and has had his children. Um, they're living a perfect life, and they're they're happy. Um, it's actually the first time in Peter's life he's experienced happiness on this level. Um, and... He has completely moved away from his memory of Gwen Stacy's death, and he has actually given part of his abilities to his wife, Mary Jane, who is Spinneret. Um, Mary Jane has all of Spider-Man's abilities, um, but also she has her level-headed mom thinking, where she is able to turn, uh, you know, a couple of Cheerios and uh, a thing of apple juice into a full meal. So I believe in her ability to overcome any situation through her inherent momliness. Uh, how much time I got left? Seven uh, seconds? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really feel like uh, in this against a teenager who's got a bad attitude, uh, Mary Jane's got this. All right. <laughs> All right. That was just lovely. Uh, Brittany, one minute on the clock and go. All right, I have Ghost Spider, Spider Gwen, whichever one you want to call her. She is a teenager, but she's far from any sort of teenager attitude. <laughs> she has, she's the police chief's daughter. Um, her father figure's still alive, by the way. Oh. <laughs> so she goes through everything. 
She has no problems letting people know that she is Gwen Stacy. She is Spider Gwen. She has all of that. She has the ability to actually travel the multiverse on a whim. She can go through. She can see different realities. She can battle different spider versions, bad guys, all of that. So she has an innate ability to be able to adapt to any situation that she is in whenever she's traversing the multiverse. She has enhanced healing. She's got the agility. She's got the detective skills skills because her dad's a cap she's the perfect spider woman all right and two one <laughs> oh goodness y'all y'all are all right hi brett hi <laughs> all right so uh two minutes on the clock head to head uh let's try to use up these two minutes guys and how go. How dare you bring Mary Jane Watson's abusive father into this conversation? That is ridiculous. That is a low blow, I and I expect feel better like out I of you. I was talking about Peter Parker and We're his not lack talking of about being Peter able Parker. to. We're talking about Spinneret. Yeah, she Mary has Jane to Watson. deal with all of Peter Parker's baggage. What's that got to do with this fight? Uh, um, secondly, all of the things. Uh, okay. Secondly, uh, Spider Gwen uh, mm-hmm. never got her Peter. And Mary Jane no. has gotten all the Peter she wanted, <laughs> uh, which I she think really gives it. her the advantage. <laughs> she can survive without it, and I feel like that makes her more of an independent badass it, than it's with It's not it. about surviving without it. It's about enjoying what she can has. Can we talk you know? about how the only way that your spider, or your spider woman, Mary Jane Spinneret, has powers is by like sucking the powers out of her partner, and it gets worse yeah, the closer woman. that they are. And so she only has like a fraction of the abilities at any time compared to Spider-Gwen having all of them. Can we talk about the fact that Spider-Gwen lost her abilities and she actually doesn't have any powers in the comics? She just has the Venom symbiote. Yeah, after she was able to actually control and maintain the, like, the, 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 words are hard, the Venom, like, symbiote, was Spinner able to do that? No. Was was Spinneret able to control the Venom symbiote? She yeah. never had the Venom symbiote. Because they knew she couldn't do it. That's not how that works. That's but 100% secondly, how it works. Secondly, Mary Jane is a grown-ass adult who has been through uh-huh. a lot. And she, by herself, without powers, was kind of a badass. So add her powers to the mix. She's going yes, because to... Gwen Stacy was never a badass before. She's and a she's badass not a badass breaking her Whenever neck. she has to go through... That was Peter Parker. That was not her. That was not her choice. Peter's she's neck like, didn't yes, break. let me break Gwen's my neck did. today. Uh, secondly, she was completely useless against the Green Goblin whenever he kidnapped her and threw her off of the Brooklyn Bridge. Gwen <laughs> Stacy, uh, so just because she got so some Mary spider Jane powers, was doesn't okay make her whenever the she was one. just stuck in a taxi. All I'm saying is that this Gwen Stacy is a teenager, and yeah, if you, you can if travel the most ever had, and deal with right. anything. <laughs> all right, that was a lot better. Uh huh. <laughs> Thirty seconds till the clock, Danny. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen at home, uh, if you're talking about putting an experienced mother of two children up against <laughs> so a, a an inexperienced teenager who thinks she knows better than everyone else, I'm going to say the parents of us in the audience, uh, we, we are all going to all day long say that the mom's got this. She's going to send Spider-Gwen to her room uh, with no television. <laughs> and that's the end of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brittany, let's wrap it up, finish it off, and go. Uh, 
I love your argument for that, saying that this teenager is not going to work with anybody whenever Gwen Stacy is actually known for being the best spider person to work with other teams without any hesitation. She doesn't have to steal her powers from other people. She can go and actually form a team in any different universe at any different time and still be the best spider person that is there. I, she doesn't, like, I don't know what else to say other than bullshit. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I like to win my arguments. <laughs> you know what? This is bullshit. <laughs> well, it was so much bullshit that nobody even did an emoji. <laughs> they never they never do. Guys, you're so good all the time. I love each and every one of you. Could you just give me some reactions? If I give him reactions, put laughing faces, please. Yeah, but, but vote for me. Vote for Danny. <laughs> a vote for Danny is a vote for America. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. So what yeah. are you going to do for Are You Done next week? Um, I won't next, be here, so that's uh, you. Yeah. I don't oh, even know do how we're going to do Are You Done next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh, we yeah. won't have a moderator, will we? Well, we might. You I, can have, uh, use Heather. She's going to be sitting there. Well, I'm I'm actually looking for um, some guests to bring on the show. and uh, So you can keep an eye on our, our socials because we may be bringing some special guests on. I'm um, being replaced. You, well... <laughs> <laughs> After that argument, um, just because you lost for like the third time in a row, why do you think? Why do you think you just get to say that? Because I you don't say just that. Said that. No, no it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, next week, uh, I'll. You know what? We'll figure it out later. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what we're going to do next week. So, Stranger Things season four. Um, yes. You guys, I'm, I finished I'm, it. I'm, I'm partially. I mean, I've been working some late hours. Yeah. So, like, I'm not all the way through even the first episode yet. I so, finished it. All I want to say is Vecna, man. Yeah. He is so cool. Y- y'all can go ahead and talk about it. Like, no, Vecna, that like, no. I, I don't mind. I'm watching it regardless. I know, but it takes away so much. No, it won't for me. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything. No. But Vecna, as an NPC in the Forgotten Realms, in the Dungeons and Dragons world, is a legendary um, villain. And there, he's been the center of many D&D books. So whenever I found out that Vecna was going to be the villain in the Stranger Things season, and I was like, well, what are they going to do? Like, how, how are they going to pay this off? Like, it, it can't just be like they give him the name and he's nothing like Vecna. Holy shit, he's Vecna. <laughs> it was so yeah. He was so cool. Such a combination of so many 80s horror. It it was just beautiful. I loved it. Nice. I binged it in like 12 hours. Uh you know Nick, you have asked for Thanos versus Darkseed a couple of times Darkseed? and huh? Oh. Darkseed? Darkseed? Yeah. Darkseid? What however you want to say it? Okay. I'll put. I got Thanos. You okay? <laughs> so I'll take Dark Side. Um, <laughs> I just never heard it pronounced Darkseed. Okay. Uh, Johnny I mean, Appleseed's brother. Yeah, I mean, it's I E D. I don't know why that would be side. Yeah. Seed. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've struggled with always knowing. Uh, not knowing how to pronounce that name. Yeah, even as a kid, I've Dormammu heard it was ways. one of the worst. Heard Nobody annou- like enunciated it until it was officially in the movie. What is it? Uh, Dormammu. Oh yeah. No. Oh. Everybody's like, nah, it's just Dormammu. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always said it right. So uh-huh. um, Screenshots or it didn't happen. But yeah, I'll I'll take Dark Side. Um, 
And then it, uh, God, which version of Dark Side am the, I going to the, use? The worst one. DCEU. That's the side no. you're doing. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's just that. So the thing with the thing with Dark Side is that he's not an actual and or not an actual person. He's not an actual being. Huh. He is an entity that can possess different bodies. So he doesn't necessarily. He's never necessarily the same. Oh, I don't feel like this is very fair. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying, like, which version of Dark Seed am I going to use? Justice League one. Um. I don't know. I, you know, I'll pick. I'll let you know. I'll let you know who I want to use. You know, every uh, time I do, are and you then, done? Always get a real shitty character that has no. Well, here's my question to you, Mister Mister Hickman. Um, does Thanos have the Infinity Gauntlet? In yes. This? <laughs> of course he does. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Well, uh, it, how many of the stones does he have? Four. Four? Which ones? Uh, time stone. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, power stone. Okay. Time stone. Power stone. Yep. Um, Are oh, you drawing a blank that, what, on the stones? No, the one that warps reality. So the, yeah, your reality, yeah, reality, reality stone. stone. Yeah. Okay, I, I was drawing a blank on Yeah. And uh, soul stone. I mean, okay. soul stone. No, 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 soul stone. No, no, no. I mean, soul stone. Uh, v- vision stone. The mind stone. Mind stone is what I mean. But you said soul stone. Yeah. I, <laughs> Give him a break. Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so those four stones. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Super fair fight. Cool. So oh, that's start, our already done. beating me up. I'm going to reverse time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, that shit. Yeah. Let's could we do this shit. Yep. <laughs> cool beans. Uh, well, guys. I think for the first time in our new studio, that's us. Nice. Yeah. Well. So as always, we would like to say, um, first off, we want to shout out our uh, patrons on the shout out level. Um, So big shout out to Mike Casey, the oldest of our patrons. Also, Taylor Burton, uh, you beautiful, scruffy mountain man. I love (laughs) everything about you. Also, thank you for taking on the arduous task of being the president of the Comically Inclined fan club and uh, wrangling all of the incliners in it. Uh, Also, Keaton New, uh, you're so beautiful. And uh, I just want to touch your butt. And if I could, from here I would. Um, (laughs) But anyway, if you want to be on the shout-out level, like all of these people that I just verbally harassed, uh, you can go to Patreon, search Comically Inclined, and for $5, you can... You could plant a tree. Um, you could you could save uh, a starving child in Ethiopia, or you could get some exclusive content that only we put out. Um, just know your priorities. Yeah. So just you know, no pressure. Um, anyway, uh, for all of the links to all of our. Uh, sponsors and uh, some of the things that we've talked about on our show uh you can check that out in our show notes if you want to reach out to us directly in a way that not everyone else can see maybe you have some questions about Brittany or blake but specifically about me that you don't want anybody else to see um you can always go to our website comicallyinclined.com go to the contact us form and you can uh, email us directly um if you are listening to us in a video format or just our audio podcast format, um, please leave us a rating. Um, ratings are 
one of the main things that uh, sponsors and uh, uh, other people who are going to send money our direction look for. And uh, the more money we have, the better our content is. And the better our content gets, the better your life is. So do do yourself a favor and leave us a five-star rating. I uh, want to say uh, thank you to Brianna Bright, author of Shepherd and the Horn Girl and the head of our publishing department, and Rose Roach, the author of Fireball Teen Superhero, uh, for their work um, and their, their books. Check them out on Amazon. Um, also, if you would like to subscribe to Comically Inclined's monthly newsletter, um, you can go to comicallyinclined.com and sign up for that. It has uh, facts about us and what we do. And what's going on in our lives currently. Um, Vince will be at. Yeah. Uh, Blake is going to put lewds of himself on there. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, that will be where you can sign up for the um, all-male fireman calendar that Blake and I are going to make. Um, anyway, uh, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Ken's Comic Man out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Look, if I hold this up, you can read my notes. Uh, (laughs) Ken's Comic Man out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Uh, They are an amazing place. It's really a nerd haven. So if you're in the Poplar Bluff area, go to Ken's Comic Man. Get some comics. I actually just got a comic from him. Yeah? Mm -hmm. What'd you get? Uh, Spider-Man that has the Mary Jane and Black Cat combo variant on it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, They also have... Uh, a huge pops collection. If you're looking for that one pop that you cannot find anywhere else, there's like a good chance they have it. Uh, Blake did. Yeah, yeah. He, he put one on order and it never ever came. And then we walked into Ken's Comic Man and there it was. Uh, probably his, actually. It probably got shipped there. Um, but they also they also host weekly Magic the Gathering tournaments there, and they look lit. Like I, every time I see pictures and stuff from it, there's so many people there. It's amazing. And also, um, if you get on our, if you subscribe to our uh, newsletter, it also has all the comic releases that are coming out in June. Yes. Top five comic releases. Yep. Yes. So that's a great way to figure out what you want to put in your long box. The Fantastic Four one looks really interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that. It's a it's an alternate team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's Wolverine, Spider Man, Spider Man, Gray Hulk, Gray Hulk, yeah. And who's the lady? I don't remember. I don't remember either. No we're, kidding, we're bad. This sounds interesting. Anyway, um, I want to say a big shout out to Perkins Performance, who handles all of our vinyl needs, makes our stickers, did the logo on the front of our new studio. If you happen to be driving down Southwest End Boulevard in Cape Girardeau, you can drive by our storefront and see where the magic is happening now. Uh, Drop the Mic DJ service. Mike is our uh, audio consultant for all of our shows, and he also hosts our... uh, Power not power retro, retro recap oh, yeah. on thursdays and sundays he does power hour on thursdays from seven to eight and he does uh story mode yep on sundays story mode yeah story mode story mode on sundays for two hours from six to eight um he's recently been finishing up ocarina of time and now he's moving on to another game um picture what designs they've designed our logo and the new show if you liked the look of the new show that is what picture what designs does this is this beautiful and i promise for next week that little black box to our left um will have the chat in it because that's where it's supposed to go and i can't figure out why it's not working but before next week i'll figure it out um I want to say a big thank you to Aaron Thurman from Monster Tattoo. Um, he's been very busy with tattoos lately, but he is working on our Kedos the Spearman original comic. 
Um, and also he's going to be doing a mural on the outside of the studio, which we'll get pictures of that up on social media when it's done. Lennox and Jude Photography, um, longtime sponsors of the show, great friends of the show. Um, and if you have pho- photography needs, check them out. Um, Blake Hickman Construction, we couldn't do the show without them. And Rock and – yeah, this uh, this table right here came from Blake Hickman Construction, as well as the studio. Um <laughs> And How do you rock, think about that? Yeah. <laughs> literally. It's uh, the house that Blake built. Um, and the Rock and Roll Drive-In in Chaffee, Missouri. Um, if you love to see movies in the older format, uh, drive-in format, in the comfort of your own vehicle, um, where you can get up to any kind of hijinks you like and nobody can really say anything to you, uh, check out the Rock and Roll Drive-In. They're, they're a great place. Um, and uh, you know what? Thank each and every one of you for being here week to week and, and making it possible for us to get to, to do this in this new space. Yes. Um, and you know what? We'll catch you guys later. <laughs>